Today we'll be joined by Steve Linsmeyer, the voice of the Jamestown Jimmies, and we're going to discuss some Jamestown Jimmy basketball. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D here. We're here with Steve Linsmeyer. He's the voice of the Jamestown's Jimmies. He's here to talk a little Jamestown basketball. Jamestown went 29-6 and last year, 15-5, and and won that conference tournament in the G-Pack. Steve, what do you see for the Jimmies this year? Well, I'm excited. I mean, obviously, you, you lose Kevin Oberweiser and John Perrington. Those are two guys that you don't replace, you know, with with one guy. It's It's a team effort to try to replicate what they brought to the floor because I mean there's I have I have not covered guys with the with the talent of John Perrington and Kevin Oberweiser so they're gonna have to find a way to sort of you know patch that up but I I think they can I mean I think they are so deep and so talented this year that I think they're gonna have the opportunity to replicate or you know at least be in the same ballpark of what they did last year I mean 29 and 6 in the G-Pack in year one is going to be, you know, tough to replicate, but they're going to have a chance to be right back up there in the conversation at the top of the G-Pack which how, with how much talent they've got coming back. And the two guys that I think are sort of the the linchpin to how this is going to go, I'm not even going to mention Terrell Alford because I, I think he's going to he's going to cement himself as the number one kind of go-to guy on this team. So I'll put that aside for a minute. But then Jack Talley and Brock Schramm. Those are going to be the two guys that decide how far this team goes because they're both going to be juniors. They've both shown flashes of being dominant, big-time NAI basketball players. And I think if they can put it together, which I totally believe they're going to because we saw it a little bit at the end of the year with Jack and we saw it at the end of the year with Brock as well, is that they understand if, if they can elevate their game, the team's going to go with them. And those are two guys that uh, I'm I'm excited to watch for the next two years because I'll tell you what, Bill, they are great people, first of all, and they are just unbelievably fun to watch on the basketball court. But that 38 points from Oberweiser and, and Puritan, boy, that's going to be tough to overcome, isn't it? Well, and, and the way they did it, they were able to do it outside of the confines of the offense. When things would break down, you know, then you'd find, you know, you'd find Kevin on the wing for a step back three, or they'd find John in the middle to, you know, to break somebody down and go to the rim. So the way that those two scored, I think, is more going to be the the issue of filling that role a little bit, if that makes sense, because they were such creators of their own points at times. And you look at the Northwestern game in Orange City last year, the Jimmies had a big lead. They were on the verge of almost blowing it. And finally, it was like, okay, we're going to give the ball to John at 15 feet, and either he's going to knock down a 15-footer, he's going to get to the rim, or he's going to find Brock on the backside. So suddenly, Northwestern had to go completely away from the defense that had had gotten them back into the game. Jamestown pulled away to to win it again late. So it's just the it's the things that they they were able to do that are going to be the issue. To okay, how do we find guys that are going to take these roles on? down the stretch and you know in, in big situations and games and and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna find it because you look at guys like I mentioned Terrell Alford 30 points in the national tournament game against Southeastern really showed that when the the load gets thrown on him he's going to be able to carry it and Isaiah Dobson guys like this Jack Frazier these are all guys that are going to be big pieces to what the Jimmies are going to do I think they've got the pieces to at least start to kind of put a band-aid over you know losing Oberweiser and Perrington. But I agree. I think that does seem to be the biggest unknown is these 
these guys like, uh, you know, Frazier and Dobson and Schramm and Tally and, you know, Brady Birch, they can all play basketball and they can all perform well. They haven't been in those key roles. They had, they haven't, you know, they haven't had to be the go-to guy in a, in a pressure situation. It, are they going to be able to produce in that situation? Oh, I, I, I believe they can. I mean, but then again, I'm biased. I know them. I, I believe in them, you know, more than most person, most people, I'm a homer. So, so, I mean, I, I believe that they're going to be able to do it. We're going to, we're going to find out, I mean, quite early because now with the way the schedule's set up, I mean, it used to kind of be, you know, you'd play a couple G-Pack teams and you'd go into the North Star season. Well, now we're playing these North Star teams that are kind of some rivalry games like Presentation and Valley City that are at the beginning of the year. So you get thrown right into, you know, okay, we've got to be able to bring it because we're going to get these teams best shots because they know that we're now a quote-unquote G-Pack team, and there's some bad feelings about Jamestown leaving the conference. So we're getting their best shots very early in the season that we maybe weren't getting when we were playing, you know, the G-Pack teams early, like, oh, we're just, you know, we're playing Jamestown, you know, whatever. this. But now we're getting presentation in Valley City and Dickinson and whoever. We're getting their best shot at the beginning of the year. Brady Birch, you heard the interview with Danny Neville. He called him Elmer. He said he's the glue. Talk a little bit about uh, Brady Birch. Brady Birch has a basketball IQ that is off the charts. Like, he just does so many things that you don't really think about at the time of being like, hey, that was smart. But then you look back and you watch the film and you're like, hey, that was real. Like, that was a smart decision by him to do this or do that. And he's made some big, big plays. I mean, he saved the game at Dort last year. The Jimmies were. We're on the ropes of losing that game in Sioux Center, and he blocked a shot, stole an uh, inbound pass, and went the distance for a layup. I mean, he held us in that game, and that's just the kind of player that Brady Birch is. He's so smart. He's he's not, you know, he's not super athletic. He's not a guy that's going to, you know, jump out of the gym and dunk one and put his elbows in the rim. He's just solid. He's smart. And that, I think, is what has allowed him to really flourish playing uh, NAI basketball. And then another guy who was the eighth man last year, Jack Frazier, Coach Neville called him Mr. Cool. Well, he's one of the best on-ball defenders I've ever been around in my career. I mean, what he did in the national tournament against Southeastern last year was, I mean, the stuff legends are made of. I mean, he he just did not let Southeastern get to the rim, and that was their whole game. And he just was like, no, you, I'm going to stay between you and the rim, and you're going to have to try to find a different way to score. And that's what they, and that's what would allow the Jimmies to, to really stretch that game out is because Frazier was absolutely unbelievable in on ball defense. And that's what he brings to this team. But also he's unex, like, he's not the guy in our team that people are like, Oh, we have to worry about him shooting the three. Well, all of a sudden, bang, the ball's kicked out to him and he knocks one down. So it's just, it's such a fun, he's such a fun guy to watch because he'll all of a sudden hit boom, 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 threes in a row. And all of a sudden the other coach is like, looking at his staff like who the heck is this guy that's just you know it's just made all these shots but when the opportunity arises for him he has made the most of it so there's quite a few players coming back not a, not a lot of starters Isaiah Dobson started last year he shot 42 percent from three you know I listened to your interview with Danny and uh, you made a point that you know that uh, opposing fans love you know love yeah. to hate Isaiah Dobson and that's and that's true and he said even some of our fans don't like Isaiah well he's a guy that is energetic and he you know he brings an energy to the floor that not many players can can bring night in night out now he was dealing with a with a foot injury last year he was not at 100 percent much of the year 
um, last year, and that really, I think, uh, hurt him. But from what I've heard, he's ready to go for, for 1920, and I think he's going he's gonna to bring a lot of energy. He's going to be the guy that, uh, that you know, that hits some big-time threes in a game where we desperately need a bucket, and he's going to step out and hit one from 27 feet. And it might touch the ceiling, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to go in. And uh, it's, uh, it's been fun to watch Isaiah the last couple of years, and he's just continued to grow. So actually there's three starters coming back. Sixth man from last year, Terrell Alfred out of uh, Orlando, Florida, six-foot guard with 88 threes last year, averaged over uh, 12 points a game. Well, Terrell's the guy that the guys on the team I think call grandpa because uh, he's, <laughs> he's in his, his mid-20s, but uh, Terrell is, uh, is one, of the, one of the funnest guys to be around, first of all, and uh, he, he shoots the heck out of it, and he's, he's a guy that's going to be leaned on this year. I mean, he's going to be their go-to guy. I mean, you lose Parrington, you lose Overweiser. Well, Terrell, it's, it's your time. This is going to be his team. It's going to be uh, his opportunity to lead this team, and they're going to go, I think, as, as far as Terrell takes them. And I fully expect him to take them, you know, right back into that conversation. And I kind of told the guys, you know, when I, when I met with some of the, when I saw some of the returners after the national tournament loss to Spring Arbor last year, I said, I said, the bar's been raised around here. And Terrell, I think, has embraced that and embraced that, that we're not going to, we're not going to go back to, you know, 1920 wins and be praying that we get into the national tournament. It's going to be, you know, I'm going to push us into a, in the conversation where we're talking about a one, two or three seed at the national tournament rather than, you know, do we get in, do we not get in? So I think, and I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Terrell off the court, on the court. He, you know, he, he works his tail off, you know, outside of, outside of practice. He's, he's always in the gym and he's a guy that I think is really going to be the leader of this, uh, this squad this year. And then, Steve, we've talked about him before, but Mr. Basketball there in North Dakota, Mason Walters right there in Jamestown, North Dakota. He went to high school there. Talk about him a little bit. Yeah, Mason's uh, Mason's going to be a big part of the Jimmys going forward. Uh, he's, uh, I told you this before, I mean, he's we got him on a hometown discount, but he's going to, he's going to make it, he's going to make it pay off uh, in the long run. He's a, he's a great kid. He's a hard worker. And uh, I am very, very selfishly happy that uh, I get a chance to to watch in the next four years. But he's part of really just a, a freshman class that, that they're excited about all around. And another guy that uh, probably isn't, uh, well, isn't going to show up on your stat sheet or anything right now, but Mark Chos from Lake City, Minnesota, is a guy that has impressed the crap out of me the last, since he's a redshirt freshman. I got to see him at play uh, in a scrimmage last year against the JV, and I kind of looked at Danny, and I'm like, why is this guy, you know, playing with the JV? And he's like, I'll oh, just wait. He's he's a red shirt now, but but he'll be he'll be a big part going forward. And he's sixth all time in Minnesota three point percentage, and he's a guy that that I think made 17, 17, and 18 during our three point contest at Jimmy Madness this year in the three rounds out of 25. So I mean, he can he can shoot it. There's no doubt about that, and uh, I'm excited to see him. And then uh, there's a couple other guys, a couple other freshmen that have, have made the roster, and um, I know they're really, really excited about this group. So the Jimmies in about a week uh, have a couple uh, Canadian opponents, uh, University of Winnipeg and then University of Brandon, and then one more game at home against uh, North Star opponent Mayville, and then they pretty much are on the road with very little respite until Thanksgiving. Yeah, the schedule's not easy. I mean, it's uh, it's a tough schedule for you know that Danny puts together. But that's what, I mean, that's what I think the best teams want to do. You want to play a tough schedule. You want to have, 
you know, you want to be tested in true road games. I mean, you know, you're going to get, um, you're going to get 10 or nine, I guess, you know, G pack home games. And it's just one of those things that you're going to have to be tested early when you're in this part of the country. I mean, you're going to have to go on the road. You're going to have to travel. And that's why they've instituted that, that no complaining rule that he talked about. You know, it's just, it's part of the deal. If you want to play basketball at Jamestown, this is just what it is. And you're going to have to, uh, have to figure it out if you have any issues with it. And, so far, the guys have embraced it, and I'm excited to see how they embrace it this time around because I really believe this team can do something special this year. Well, when Mayville shows up there in Jamestown on October 22nd, they're going to see that as an opportunity to not only make a statement for the North Star Conference, but to make a statement for their own program. And I kind of was, you know, I joked when they met uh, when they met Morningside in that opening round last year that they kind of got introduced to some big boy basketball um with that uh, with that loss to to Morningside but that's a program that uh that coach Darren Ty's got you know moving in the right direction exactly um for sure and I'm excited to see them I'm glad they're playing that they're gonna come to Jamestown and we're gonna have a chance to play them this year we didn't get to play them my last year it will, it'll be good to see the Jimmys and the Comets back on the floor together you know you got to credit coach Ty he's put his team in positions to get to the national tournament and I think they have the last two years I mean they've they played their best basketball in the conference tournament, and that's that's how you get to nationals. I mean, if you if you don't have a very good start to the year, you got to figure out a way to put yourself in a position to win the conference tournament. And credit to him and his staff, they've done it. You know, Steve, that's the oddest school as far as location that I've ever been to. Uh, you drive down the highway, and you're not even quite sure you're in a town, and then you go <laughs> back a couple of blocks, and here's this beautiful old campus. <laughs> yeah, Mayville's uh, Mayville's out there for sure, and it's uh, it's an interesting spot that I spent a lot of time watching the uh, the Jimmies over the years. But you know, they do when when Mayville's winning, they get some pretty fun crowds at, at those uh, at that arena at Louis Lee Fieldhouse. So and so that I would imagine they're going to have some some good crowds again this year with back to back national tournament trips, and it's a it's a place where they really uh, they really like their comets. Yeah, absolutely, and they do have a nice facility there actually. Yeah, it's it's, it's not bad at all. Oh, Bill, I got to tell you, and I, we talked about this a little bit the other day. Um, speaking of facilities, you got to make your way to Newman Arena sometime. That place is uh, is insane, dude. You know, after you mentioned it to me on the phone the other day, I looked it up, and uh, that's pretty nice. That's a great place. <laughs> that looks like a great place. To, you said something to me on the phone. You said when you first went in there, or every time you call a game in there, you feel like you're on the road. Is that what you said? Is that how you said yeah, it? Yeah, I feel like. I feel like I'm on a road game because I just it hasn't dawned on me yet that we're actually this is our home facility now because it's just it's so nice it's so I mean it's such an incredible atmosphere when you get you know a couple thousand people in there and it's just a special spot and and the the boosters who donated to it Harold Newman uh, Dennis Ginger those guys I mean they they donated a lot of money to make uh, this a special place and Harold Newman Arena is insane. Well, that's great that you you have the supporters that do that, the community come out behind them like that. I'm sure with uh, the way the team performed last year and then bringing in Mason Walters, that place is going to be full this year. I'm sure for the Mayville game, they're going to be packed in. And if not, I know that on uh, November 20th, probably a day that a lot of people have marked on their calendar, Dakota Wesleyan's going to be in town. Yeah, and I would have a feeling that uh, there's some guys wearing blue and white that have that that day circle on their calendar as well because they came to Jamestown last year and got just destroyed. I mean, 39 points, I think, was the differential in that game, and it was just not a night that uh, Nick Harden and Ty Hoagland want to probably remember, but uh, I'm sure they've used it as some off-season fuel, and 
Uh, they're going to have themselves ready to come back to Jamestown because they've actually lost their last two, I think, in Jamestown. They've, they're actually 0-2 at Harold Newman Arena, and uh, they're going to, I know, think that they're going to want a chance to uh, redeem that a little bit. And then Jamestown, Morningside doesn't, Jamestown doesn't face Morningside until a home game in the middle of December. Yeah, that, that'll be interesting. Uh, we play them, I think, December, and then is it early February again? You know, a couple times when last year was right at the end of the year, they got we had to, they had to come here for the last game of the season, and Jamestown was able to, uh, to hold on and beat them. And they played, obviously, in the conference championship in a game which I th- I'm pretty sure Morningside fans wish they could have back, you know, a game where they outshot us from the free throw line like 26 to 4, and we still won. Um, <laughs> not that I'm saying anything about the officiating, but um it it was uh there's been some there's been some jamestown morningside classics last year and i would think i would think it's going to probably carry over this year as well so this might be be a good opportunity on on uh january 15th briarcliff visits jamestown you and i've talked a little bit about briarcliff now they lose jay wolf and erdman which i think is going to be a very tough loss for them i think i think they're going to struggle getting near the top of the g pack but what are your thoughts well you know and and I think you're right. I mean, I think that losing those two guys is, is obviously super tough to come back from and not something that, that many programs do. But what Coach Figueroa's got going on at Briarcliff with, he always seems to have another wave of guys ready to go. You know, he has this next wave that's like, all right, you know, Wolf and Erdman are gone. All right, who's next? And, I mean, they, they had a couple guys that uh, they'll have back that, that were all-conference players a year ago. But I expect them to be right back in the conversation. Now, maybe not in that top tier you were talking about earlier with Morningside, Jamestown, and Dakota Wesleyan, but they're going to be right there uh, knocking on the door to be, you know, one of the top two or three teams in this league. And um, I just I, – I have a lot of respect for Coach Figuera and what, what they've done uh, at Briarcliff, so I would, I would think he's going to have his team ready to go. Well, Steve, we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, fill us in on Jamestown basketball. It's going to be a very exciting season for Coach Neville and the team. Thank you very much for, for the update. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. Anytime. I'm looking forward to uh, to chatting with you hopefully a couple more times this year and we can keep uh, shining a light on uh, NAI basketball because yeah, I just don't think it, uh, it gets enough uh, publication like it should. That's Steve Linsmeyer, the voice of the Jamestown Jimmies. Thank you very much, Steve. No problem. Anytime.